0: Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan
1: sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Today I have Sumantra Mukherjee with us on Audio Gyan. Sumantra is a trained painter, and his primary area of practice concentrates on portrait, figurative, imaginary, of the contemporary cultural influx in today's world, colorful and whimsical. Uh, He works out of Kolkata. Uh, In Kolkata, post-colonial is not a theory, but a fact of daily life. So as a draftsman, he responds to such situations through wall and street painting, sculpture, and design. Uh, I briefly went through his work, and it's just amazing. Uh, Thank you, Sumantra, for giving us your time, and welcome to Audio Hey, Thank you, Kedar. It's my pleasure. So today we'll try and understand the landscape uh, of arts in areas of Kolkata where you primarily work uh, and uh, also various aspects of the huge body of work you have done so far. So uh, I'll start off with my first uh, question which is uh, I believe every art form has a subtext uh, like an underlying message to it. So how can one read what's going on in a painter's mind because Like, I want to understand, is it really critical for a painter to always have a subtext? Uh, What is the process that you work uh, with while working on a project? Uh, Are you conscious enough to communicate a subtext uh, in your work? A painter starts off with a criticality of understanding the medium. And the medium
0: plays a most important role to, I mean, to at least create an imagery. In the same time, you have to handle so many mediums, the kind of draftsmanship you need to uh, introduce your vocabulary so that it can communicate. So it's a longer journey, you know. I mean, I'm not disrespecting the other media, the other forms, but at the same time, this media of painting takes a lot of time from you to really activate the energy that is to be shown through the media you are practicing with. So it's a long academical process and a, and a kind of grammatical process, I would say. Yeah, I was taking it a bit back uh, longer when a painter, I mean, a painter is anyone who is painting. So if I go to the basic level that anyone is a painter, in that context, the imagery comes to uh, the the content of that particular image, image or the painting. Now, painting is something that the human nature loves to do. At the same time, the painting has to be done with a certain kind of medium, which is introduced through brush and paint and many more. I mean, powder to many, 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 many things. So that needs to be like uh, very much accustomed to you, so that you can be able to comment on the exact uh, methodology that you need. So that methodology takes some time to develop. So it is not always that a painter must have a subtext. An image is more important than. And then when you are very very easy with a certain kind of form and certain kind of media, then you comment, and the comment comes up with a sensibility, a sensibility of how you see the society with. So it takes some time for a painter, but at the same time, if I draw a landscape at this age when it's always like superfluous, I mean, it's like moving up or moving up, moving up, and I can draw, I'm, I'm uh, drawing a pleasurable landscape. That also is a is a, is a political uh, statement or a political decision to draw a landscape at this age when everything is moving like vertical. So it depends, it, it completely depends. And the narrative can be very blatant and very bland. At the same time, it needs a research to understand the painter. I am a simple painter. It, I mean, I am very illustrated with my nature of thinking and my nature of seeing things and all. So there are major painters, I mean, who can be
1: very simple, but their thought processes are more critical and understanding them is complex. Mm-hmm. You just now mentioned that where everything is going vertical. What what makes you say that? I mean, the way that we are being projected to Vikas and progress okay in 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 at a society level you're saying
0: yeah majorly because you know when you when you want to understand the subtext
1: you should be open up to a wider variety of it mm-hmm. so you're saying that it it needs a thorough understanding of the uh, society you live in in order to communicate that subtext
0: yeah definitely i mean there are influences you are not beyond that i mean there are influences then you you I mean, influences uh, from the basic level to the very complex level to the very political level. There are certain influences that affect you. And when you respond to it, it's not decorative. I mean, painting supposedly is kind of, to a very uh, level, is like fancy, taken as fancy and taken as uh, a thing that you do which is bound to be decorative and which is bound to be beautiful. And then you, when you really practice a medium for certain long time, Then you realize there are certain things that you want to also achieve uh, or right to, I mean, the right to communicate, the right freedom of speech, etc. That gets involved to the whole process. And that is when you become subversive, And that is when you comment and your commentary can be uh, not
1: always uh, politically correct. Yeah. And and, uh, like, I would like to know also what kind of work uh, you're doing exactly in Kolkata, which, which helps you communicate now that you have like uh, to a certain extent mastered the medium uh, you have certain uh, thoughts to be expressed through your work so how does uh, Kolkata uh, as a place enrich that
0: well you see I have not mastered any medium so far I am interested in every medium I fall in love with any medium and I try to explore it as much as possible you know I am just a painter a simple one I mean uh, to the very basic level I, I would say honestly speaking I miss I I miss my student days I, I I and this is how my practice also evolves you know I'm not rigid in a way that I don't like uh, I I only believe in orthodox traditional medium and I don't believe in the new media and no? all I believe them you know at the same time my limitation of practice is all based on certain uh, mediums which can be which can be associated to crafts I would say. Like painting you know, like painting uh, in charcoal, or drawing in charcoal, like I mean, doing street graffitis and all. Kolkata as a place has a, I mean, socially speaking or politically speaking in a way, has a possibility where there's a coexistence of a, of, a, of a grand variety of things. Like still, I mean, it's India, I'm not talking West. We still can see a master cobbler around us and we can get challenged to his mastery. When there is Adidas and other I mean, other companies around, when there is a kind of availability of use and throw and the nexus has gone like, I use this and I throw it and I buy a new one and still there is a cobbler. And still there is a person who is making a roti in front of you and making a perfect circle. It looks like a moon. So you know I mean? <laughs> these funny things kind of create a situation where you can really practice uh, practice from a very basic point of view and I believe that Kolkata also exists in, in, in a way that the still old school uh, practices of printing media which I often use like lithography and all, they still exist I mean there are places like Shialda where you can find a, a very affordably to print the book with uh, cellography and if not a digital media at the same time the digital media have encroached, and there are flex and banners and etc have been printed in digital media but at the same time block printing through a Treadler machine or a throttle machine, which was introduced back in the 18th century. <coughs> still does uh, exist and there is a people there, is, there are people who are involved in the process printing not really publication for books today, but printing packets I mean packets, plastic packets to, to, to hold hold on to stuff and with a company name being printed on uh, these packets with a block printed media. the block print is made up of lead, with an etching process or it's a wood block which has been carved out and which can be chronologically dated back and been seen as the Bortola woodcut publication that has been produced in the I mean in between the colonial era and when the form was like an eastern and the western mix and that was the third kind of form which is called Bortola woodcut. So these can be related if you can see and if you can research as a visual practitioner. But they still coexist. I mean, there is certain level of coexistence and tolerance. I would say that still prevails in Kolkata, and so working in Kolkata or connecting to Kolkata is uh, very normal for me because I stay there. I mean, I am from the suburbs. I stayed there during my academical times. I was much more of a cricketer once, and I used to travel in Kolkata early in the morning and be there and see the fun of it. I mean, then, 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 if you if you expand a bit beyond my practice of painting, there are like performances that happens every day. You have viewers, you, you you scribble on the road and you have a hundred viewers around you. So you already have an audience, You know there is no question that it's an elitist mode of audience or there is nothing like that. So you have an audience for your work, you have an audience for and an acceptance at the same time. So Kolkata has that thing where you can practice and it has a long lineage of like uh, political graffiti, the people were subversive, a lot of poets who have been subversive, who have been politically incorrect sometimes and collect sometimes at the same time i mean it was for a long time the cultural capital which i delight it is now because <laughs> yeah i mean things have changed a bit so the
1: practice is there the
0: viewership is there. the craft is there
1: yeah i am personally fascinated with kolkata i want to visit uh, i want to be there sometime please but, yeah 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 so um uh, just now, you mentioned that there is painting happening on the streets as well. So, can you tell us, uh, like, some significance about street painting, uh, especially on the roads uh, in Kolkata or any anywhere for that matter? Like, how does it, uh, how does it prove to be a very strong medium to communicate certain things?
0: Well, I had a very personal experience in this case. I mean, uh, when <coughs> in my early stages of my practice, or uh, not of my practice, I will be honest on this. Traveling on a bus, I see a person scribbling on the road with a sign like, Help Me, and there is a Mother Teresa like looking figure, which he has drawn on the footpath, uh, on the pavement, with chalk and charcoal. Supposedly, that man man is to be known as a kind of narcotic uh, person, so he's begging money for narcotics. That's what the usual popular saying. And he is drawing something like a kind of religious vocabulary, at the same time resembling, I mean, the person uh, whom the Jesus is represented by looks like Shah Rukh Khan. <laughs> you know, we are I mean we are being a gel like this, you know. We have Parata with chili chicken. I mean I think we are the best place here. Not only Kolkata, I would speak about the border of India. We have been in a taste of this post post colonial thing, which is a kind of a gel of so many things together. We have an acceptance and a tolerance. Which Kolkata, because I had practiced there, I am able to see it and that's being humble on it. I mean so you know this street painting thing and there are many viewers alongside this particular person who i was referring to who is like drawing and scribbling on this romantically speaking on this uh, pavement and there are people around to catch a bus and then the bus comes over and the the, the spectators change and there is a policeman who wants to like uh, fiddle around with this guy move him away then again what happens i go for this particular practice the moment i uh, i mean I was like practicing for a long time with this orthodox media. I am orthodox myself, in a way. Then, ha- then I was happy painting in my studio. You know? Happy painting in my studio with oil, with characters, with, with, with portraits of my friends. Because I believe that the studio of an artist is also a- falls in a public domain. Where the stories come out from, from the atmosphere from where you live in you. Know? I close the door and I paint, but at the same time, the public memory or the public vocabulary is always there with you if you are not absent from it or if you're not elite from it. So I have uh, this thing completely initiated because we had a separation. I mean, the painters are separated from the sculptors, the sculptors are separated from performers, the performers are separated from the theater practitioners, the theater practitioners are separated from the literature people. So this nexus kind of, I mean, I didn't believe in this. I am accustomed to be meeting people from different, different genre, if not cultural also and it's not interested in art practice. Being a painter, good for nothing, good for nothing, being a painter, answering questions that you are good for nothing, good for nothing, made me meet a lot of people. At the same time, my practice evolved in the studio and then we collaborated, me and a friend of mine called Taufik As we collaborated for a performance art festival, self-initiated or artist-initiated, not supported by the government or not supported by a cliché gallery. So then we needed funds. So to be very honest, I am trying to be the most honest in this case. Then I always wanted to paint on the pavements, on the street, Because at that time in Kolkata, there were a few uh, Western artists who came down to do graffiti and to do street art in Kolkata. But I felt that it was kind of a marathon that they were doing. And they wanted to introduce this 3D kind of art in in the streets, which I often see that is also there in Bangalore and many other places being practiced and being popularized. Because you can see it through a phone and from a particular point of view, you can enjoy that artwork to be. Third dimension, or three-dimensional with a depth, like a street going in depth, and there is fire in the street, and there is somebody with the imagery. Who I mean, different kind of imagery, which is relates you through an illusion. At the same time, at the same time, the Indian sense of uh, the Indian sense of uh, visual, I would say, is not only about creating an illusion, but it is more important in iconography. It's more important to communicate. It's more important in the participatory sector. How you make them participate. So my issue my and uh, me and Profit we started off painting and then we gathered a lot of friends along, along. I mean, whom we didn't ever met, And some are a few policemen who wanted to scout us away, but again, the they joined us. So in, in Kolkata, like a month in 2014, December, we started off with uh, with a project called, I mean, Kipaf, Kolkata Performance Art Festival. And then where it was a necessary point to collect funds and from where to get funds, we begged. We begged in the same fashion as the person who was drawing, I referred before, was also begging, in a way, help me, was a sign to help him. And we didn't write the help me, but we, we did uh, provocatively draw certain things, which arises question at a certain time, people interacted with us, and then we had to speak out what is performance art. And you know to the public, when you speak about performance art, if you speak about painting also, it becomes bizarre. So in that process, we collected a lot of information. We talked to people, uh, I mean, our, our thoughts were drenched, and I mean, we, we had to talk to people and collect funds. At the same time, we were drawing. And there was completely a participation from where people could have entered from any point and just scribbled a few things, and their hands were dirty with paint, and they wanted to go back to their home with their dirty painted hands. And I see the fun that people still enjoy painting, which, which in a very complex question, in the day-to-day, Painting has taken a backseat. It's video art, it's 3D art, it's activism and many other things that caught up to high art. And painting was failing in the gallery center, I would say. In that sense, it gave me the belief that you see it's a basic structure. So painting can evoke anything. It can evoke a, a discourse. It is. It has a possibility to be subversive. It has a possibility to connect. It has the possibility to initiate a conversation, so that's how it evolved. I mean, it evolved. It's still existing as like a chimpanzee does exist, and we human beings have evolved. It's a coexistence again. You know, so the whole theory where painting was was taking a backseat, not only in Kolkata, I believe, in everywhere, was was like irritating. So it gave me a belief back again. that painting has a has a has an initial connect to human understanding. So I painted a few things. I mean, I painted 42 works of mine, which were like quite large, uh, quite large in, in Kolkata. Every evening we used to go out, nothing very special, very basic, uh, chalk and chalk and charcoal. And we went around, we painted, we collected a few friends back with us, and we had Shy. Yeah, that was it. Painting just on the floor, scribbling, and that was fun. And I have a collective called Sunny Dewal. Sunny is my nickname. And Sunny River is a collaborative, it's a very loose collaborative where people come in and go out often. So we we often do posters, uh, often do floor paintings like this, often do paint on walls.
1: Yeah, very beautiful, very beautiful and thoroughly inspiring. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, I'll slightly change tracks here and uh, we'll we'll speak something uh, about your work overall. Um, uh, and whatever I have, like, even if you do a Google search of your name, uh, we see a lot of faces. So I wanted, I was just curious to understand what's your, like, fascination with faces, uh, like, uh, your work deals with a lot of abstract faces, right? So I wanted to know what goes behind that
0: yeah i mean i have always keen in drawing portraits and the portraits which i was trained to draw in Government college of art and crafts is it's a very european schooling which i also used to love and i still love it i mean painting in oil directly from someone and you know what i i was quite well quite well if not very well quite well in being able to put the high back in the perfect space in the, in the nose so that the nose exactly knows if it is uh, uh, Imran Khan or if it is me you know, in that way. So I was able to do all these things but at the same point I used to mix with the models who used to sit along with us and I had to lunch with them and the stories that they had to tell the evoke me I mean where does these stories get involved into the portraiture that I'm doing in the class these stories have been missed. And that's the reason I wanted to build in those stories and how do I build in those stories was a kind of journey that I had. And the journey was not really appreciated in my in my, in my academics. I was thrown out from college. After the fifth year, I was a, 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 I mean, I was not allowed into the master's degree. I had a hat-trick of not getting my master's degree in Government College of Art and Craft, where I was the first class first for five years. And then I wanted to distort. I didn't only want it to distort, I wanted to pull in stories, and when the stories came into this portrait, there was a distortion automatically. And the distortion was a distortion which coexists. I mean, hypothetically speaking, there are several things going on when me and you are talking. So if I want to paint someday that me and you are talking, and I don't know you uh, personally, I mean, in in the name of a, a portrait or an image, and you don't know me, then there are also certain things which are also doing their job now. You know, so it's like infusing everything together and seeing what to be there and what to be not and edit it. and then come up to a painting. That gave me this kind of imagery where numbers were loaded uh, a bit. It was a phase of mind where I was drawing with numbers and all. And I wanted to connect a lot of things to these numbers, you know, I mean, all equals to one equals to zero, a romantic kind of idea. So, I mean, all inside Amas, Amas is a mass, a mass is you connecting to a few folk songs from Bengal, this, uh, this traditional baul songs from Bengal. There are certain many influences together, and we live in a conjunction where there are many. So the image was heavy, heavy with information together. So those brought me abstraction. I mean, not really acute abstraction, romantically speaking, but more of a figurative abstraction, where there are a lot of narrations together and a hybrid of an imagery. The hybrid that we are now, the hybrid which allows us to uh, be traditionally focused at sometimes going towards the root. At the same time, we call uh, Western values to be the thing that is to be projected with, and at the same time we are not very in depth into the tradition, but we we have a kind of conjunction there. We are a hybrid society, as a society as an individual. So that these things led me to drawing portraits,
1: and those portraits mm-hmm. were like this. Actually, that that naturally uh, uh, puts me in the next uh, question, which I I've been uh, like asked like try, trying to ask a lot of painters, like when when a painter uh, like now that i know the story behind these abstract faces uh when you are actually uh understanding a painter and his work do you need to know uh, more about the painter and what goes into it otherwise looking at simply the artwork doesn't really express everything what you want to say right so so what's the process yeah so what is the process while looking at a painting also you have to uh, follow a particular painter what 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 is uh, ideal way to go about enjoying a painting or enjoying some artworks so understanding a painter i mean that's already an artwork by itself i would say
0: i uh, it's already an un- i mean artwork i am a simple painter sir please i mean ignore if i stop too much but uh, i mean understanding a painter is already a process I mean, it is too complex to understand what a painter does. Not a painter as foolish as me, but painters like Francis Bacon, painters like Shoyla Jakanti Mukherjee, painters Bihari Mukherjee, and all. I mean, they could have painted a totally well picture, but that might have lacked passion, that might have lacked certain other forms, which we get to understand when we open up layers and we constantly observe it, and then after a certain point we practice it. And the practice leads it, leads your own expression to a certain extent. You know, then you kind of open up the layers of why this certain person is going for this kind of an imagery and why this person is so very excited when he applies certain kind of paint on this canvas and why does this artist ultimately land up tearing and ultimately lands up doing an abstract imagery when he was a figurative painter before. So there are several uh, explanations of certain certain things and that opens up. It doesn't narrow down. So it is not always that there is a certain one point meaning of a certain imagery. So the the imagery can be one, but the explanation can be different. And that
1: is, I feel, is democratic and that is what is fun. So it's a process. No, but, yeah, but like, say, say suppose uh, your work is exhibited uh, in an art gallery and there are, say, five to six paintings or probably you have a solo show. So there is obviously a thread which connects all the paintings. Uh, so, uh, uh, as a as a viewer, uh, should I try and decipher or infer what that thread is, or is it a conscious effort from the painter itself to show that uh, particular theme, or uh, I, I need to do research about that particular painter and then get into uh, looking at his work? Not really, you know, I mean, there, there is a striking similarity. There is a, The image might be different, but there is, I mean, you cannot
0: basically what you know, I mean, when you sing or when you dance or when you paint, you basically show what your attitude is. And that is the connect, to a very basic level. I'm not being judgmental. I mean, that is what you show. If somebody has a very fancy attitude towards life, or a naive one, then he is going to do a naive work, which might look only beautiful, but not beyond. And there can be someone who has, who is going through a lot of uh, things together and his paintings might be layered and land up to be abstract without any figuration, without any real narrative. It might land up to a lyrical quality and the whole show should be uh, treated that way. It's very closer to you then. So we should be easy and not being able to kind of appreciate only what the beauty
1: quote for you. I mean, it, it should be more explored. Cool. Actually, that puts me, I, I'm, I'm just... Uh feeling a lot more curious to know you also as a person and uh, know your work. So uh, this is like just one another random question which I have that um, uh, I've seen some of your work uh, which you had sent me uh, and there is no sense of uh, uh, proportion really because it is is abstract. So even in abstract paintings, uh, should there be a sense of proportion when you are doing a figurative kind of a Painting. Well, I'm not acutely abstract. I would say. I mean, I cannot. I, I'm not a text, uh, text-oriented person.
0: I can. I don't know exact term of it. But I'm not really an abstraction, uh, abstractionist. I would say, because I am not that spiritual. I'm not that spiritual at all. I mean, I'm very, very much into into pop. I'm very much into themes like people like now in a way. I mean, we are jumbled, we are hybrid. I would call my images to be hybrid in a way, but not really just, I mean, just a position of several forms together. That gives you an abstract feeling, but the abstraction exists. The abstraction is a reality. So it is that abstraction
1: which I refer to, which doesn't have a proportion, doesn't have a balance. I mean, socially speaking. Correct, correct. And then uh, what goes into, like, say, suppose you, you paint or something and there are a lot of things uh, uh, instances where you have drawn on walls uh, of huts uh, in small villages and different places. Yeah,
0: that was the last project here. Yeah, that was the last project that I did. It's, 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 it's Vidassat Art publication, a, a small publication that's sprouted in Bengal. And Vidasat Art uh, Vidasa is a support that I'll, I also have. It's led by Ganesh Singh, Parthoroy and all. So these people, they have archived and brought in a lot of... It's a recent recent project that I'm involved in. So this project deals with researching and reevaluating how the 1942 movement of do and die or revisiting 42 or the speech that Mahatma Gandhi gave and what are the effects and what were the local stories. Because we know know the grander stories of it. But I mean, it was the leadership uh, that spoke and the leadership was in jail and the leadership was not there when it happened, when things happened locally. So it was a project that I, it, it was it was a collaborative, I would say, with a lot of, of my friends together. And I am kind of the street painter guy, a loose guy. So I was involved in this and painting in 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 the traditional style. I collaborated a few times before also with the traditional kind of mural painting that exists in India, that exists in Bengal, especially with the tribes, specifically in the village in the rural rural hemisphere. Where they paint with very normally uh, calcium as white and uh, charcoal, uh, grinded, and layered with cow dung, which is black. So you know they look beautiful. They have geometry in it. They have figuration in it. There is there is abstraction in it. So then again, I had a training beyond my training in Garvan College of Art and Craft, which were in these places where i really understood from where i am and what kind of khichdi do i uh, am able to produce and what what what, what kind of posture of kichuri is going around in my own nexus in my own world of this 5.7 feet figure hmm. so this project that i am that you are referring to which i painted on the hearts and all it was in birbhum it's a place called Rukpur. and there was certain stories uh, uh, which led me to this imagery which were very local. When the world was fighting and when the plane was going over uh, as for the World War II for the British Army over India, and when the radio has said a blackout and all, so then the freedom movement was also going on, you know, non-cooperation to, to 1942 or die movements. And there were certain local stories which, which was like excavated before I did this mural. So those movements, literally that doesn't speak of non-violence it counters there are certain evidences uh, one of uh, which is in tomloo i mean uh, so there are several instances where things were like burned out and, and the, the tolerance level was really low it was beyond tolerance so people revolted back and there were violence also it was not only non violence that was involved
1: in the whole process but who who yeah but who comes up with these uh, concepts also to like let's go and paint a village or let's go and, uh, have some paintings on the road. Like what, what triggers these
0: very basically, it's basically, it's basically that, uh, certain times when, what my initiation, I can speak about that, my initiation, I mean, doing, going public or going public outdoors, it was not only about beautification, it was not only about decoration, it was not only about committing, commenting, commenting or, or communicating to a public with a very beautiful face and I was very happy painting in my studio I mean I have seen sudden ups and downs in Bengal I've seen the socialist movement fail I've seen there are a kind of uh, a bit social but right-wing um, movement sparring up and taking over as a hundred percent and then at certain point of time there was like uh, a thing called Sharuda and a scam which led up and where I was not involved at all I mean I didn't even spend a penny on it but I've seen people like grump on it I've seen that. Dhanla factory, which was producing this tire, I used to live in Vandal. So I've seen the Dhanla factory where the factory compound used to look beautiful and people were good. There was a happy atmosphere, get failed. And today, if I talk about after 15, 20 years of seeing it, it's completely taken over by nature back again where every house, every brick has been sold and the whole factory has failed. And Bengal has seen a lot of it. And Bengal has seen a lot of it. So in this context, I didn't ever react. but. Then in, this, in this position where this name sharada came in, I I, I did paint uh, uh, a figure like Hanuman. I mean, not Hanuman in that extent, I mean, only the, the the chest-tearing part of Hanuman. It was me standing, and there was the Sharada which is the name of a motherly figure, the wife of, of Ramakrishna. Then over it, I did write, regret nothing. I mean, every people were looted with, with, with money, with a certain scam, which kind of uh, evaporated on a certain night. And people used to invest money on it like a chit fund scam, you know, chit fund thinking. So I wanted to communicate and say we did nothing. I mean, not a consolation also. I wanted to see how people react to it. I mean, the way I was pasting these posters, not really uh, square posters, but shape-cut posters, five, six, seven of them, in certain places in the city. Then I had reactions. And those reactions were more eye-opened to me. Some people wanted to keep it. Some people wanted to convey something to it. So there was an initial point when the where the whole dialogue was open, which was always silent. So that made me do this first poster campaign. And then then I wanted to see how this poster in, in, in the image I mean the imagery. Imagery was introduced, I mean influenced by the circus posters that we have all around India and also in Bengal which looks very bright and also stands apart in this digital age, I would say, when there are reflection banners and super fine things. But these old-school stenciled and lithographical posters still, still are alive. When there is winter, you can see them around. The circus posters with funny imagery and the uh, kind of very loose draftmanship. And those draftmanship are, uh, I would say, if you can see it, uh, beyond the badness of it. I mean, it looks like a bit like Kish, at the same time, it is not really European, it is not Indian, and that can connect to the era when the Europeans were trying to treat us with uh, or, or shape us from the folk that we were into a European draftsman, skilled, qualified person. You know, those kind of situations lead me to this kind of imagery. And those influences are there on those posters. And then how do you live and how do you coexist and how your image can stand up? And stay for some time and get eroded also, not really stay there for long. So there might be people who, who can like tear it off or like spit on it and let it coexist for some time with these digital posters alongside. So that was my journey of seeing things as a visual draftsman. So that made me to go public. and at the same time, then what is public actually? So the moment I have been trained in the Western post, I mean, Western drawing skilled craftsmanship of representing Kedar as Kedar photographically, you know, with the highlight in the same place and exactly that is Kedar I can identify. But the folk art of India, they speak more about not the individual but about the totality of it, the mass. You see the worldly paintings for reference as they always dance so together. you and in the contrast, you speak about a very local rock band who wants to cry off and say, I was like lost, you know, my, I mean, so it's individualism. So, they, I mean, so those people who wanted to draw a huge uh, mass of people, they even do, I mean, in South India, it does prevail and it's very evident even in the city. I have a neighbor who is from South of India and he does this floor uh, alpana or floor decoration every day in the morning in a cemented uh, cemented uh, pavement that she has. These habits are also there in the rural part of Bengal. So the moment I came up with it and I realized that she is also painting and I'm also painting. I'm painting a banyan tree and look that looks like a photographic pencil and she is painting so loose. I mean, that, that has a quality to it and it is living for so long. How do I make this thing to two to, to things together? And nothing is spoken, nothing is contemporary. And nothing is designed, nothing is abstract, nothing is real. So they also paint their walls and that has a medium involved to it. How do I handle that medium and how do I create an imagery that can involve their social structure as well? And how do I work with them? So, I mean, these efforts came along my process and not initiated by anyone but self. And mixing with people, trying to learn to cook, and then land up doing a mural on their house the next day, and listening to songs and the songs that improvise—a bit complex, Kedar. But yeah, that, that that was that was the process, and that ends up very simply saying that I wanted to paint there, and that was the reason of painting it, and that was the reason we had a wonderful time. We shared a wonderful time.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, I am, I am uh actually brainwashed with two keywords definitely one is we live in a hybrid uh society and uh let's all coexist together i think these are the two key takeaways from my side at least uh i think yeah this is a good note to end this uh obviously there's lots more to chat about and uh talk about art no kolkata in general uh so, thank you, Sumantra, for uh, giving us your time. Thank you so much. Kira. Yeah, and uh, it was lovely talking to you and I hope to have you again on Audio Gyan. Thank you so much. Kira. Thank you.
0: And that's it from today's Gyan session. Catch us on iTunes, Savan, Stitcher or any podcasting app you use. Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Stay tuned for more Gyan on audiogan.com. Till then, bye.